All right, we're ending the week on quite a different note here, Locked on ACC Fridays. Freestyle Friday with Jesse Drake in the building. Normally, we talk about betting action, but we're still not quite ready for the season, so we got to get you ready for it by updating you on some injuries, some key injuries that are happening from some of your favorite schools around the ACC, but also the freak list. It's a little freaky Friday. Who's on the freak list? How many teams have guys up there, and will it make a difference going into the season? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host Keenis cooper thank you so much for joining me today on this freestyle friday I also got jersey drake in the building he's from locked on seminoles where he holds it down each and every day with his fellow crew over there max and company and they make sure that they give you all the insights on the seminoles we also have here row a cast of hosts that help us out so if you check us out every single day you download subscribe to the pod but more importantly you make us your first listen listen each and every day you leave five stars on the apple pod or spotify because you know we need five stars at all times so we're going over today's show a lot to go over we're not quite ready for the season but we're getting close it's almost there i mean i know we talk about this being a basketball conference but Maybe, you know, it's always known to be a football conference. Who knows? I saw a lot of tiffs going on today between Stoops, Stoops and Calipari, and I'm just like, I'm just glad our coaches know how to behave with each other, you know? Listen, Mark Stoops, <laughs> um, future FSU head coach in waiting. I'm just going to say that now, but um, uh, with Mark Stoops. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I mean, Calipari, I'm a big fan of him, but he's won, what, one championship at Kentucky? He's the highest paid coach, actually almost, I think, across the entire league. Yeah. And had and he lost to Saint was it Saint John's in the first Saint round? Saint Peters. Saint Peters in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Stoops. Uh, he's done a little bit more the past few years, especially with probably a little less uh, backing. So um, talk that talk, Stoops. I'm just like, okay. I thought we. Why can't we do this in front of like? Don't do this in front of company. Like that's, that's always been the thing, right? You you don't you don't act up in front of company. You show a vote of support. Like, don't get me wrong. I want them to win ten games. I'm like, bro, we want you to make it to the final four. But here we are. Like, ooh, that's just it was just getting real dicey real quick in my personal opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Why we come to this stage? Why are we bringing you guys? Because a lot of teams have a lot of issues going into the season if they have any player, especially a star player, go down. And recently, we got breaking news a couple of days ago about Sam Hartman of Wake Forest, the starting quarterback who brought helped Wake Forest get to Atlantic Division Championship last season. He is going to be down for a little bit of time. Not sure when he returns, but it was for a medical condition that was unknown, non-COVID-related. Hopefully, it doesn't have to do with anything crazy, but – There's all tens of plans for him to come back next year if he's unable to perform this season. Now, we've been talking about here on the show all week long how Wake Forest has pretty much been the sleeper team. Everyone's not really been given the hype that they deserve, and yet they are the defending Atlantic Division champions. Now, this throws a whole big old fat wrench into plans if Sam can't go. What were your thoughts when you heard the news, especially for someone who has a team like kind of in the middle of the pack? Yeah, because Sam Hartman, I mean, he's the heart and soul of the Wake Forest team, and he's the engine that makes the Wake Forest offense actually run at a high efficiency. Uh, Sam Hartman took a huge, huge step last year, and quite frankly, he was someone that you definitely love to root for because he's basically, in interviews, he's very approachable. Actually, also, you see with this team carrying around a Jacor Roberson, A.T. Perry, making them excel, also them making him excel as well. 
And then you saw in QB1, too, he actually did go through a similar, uh, I don't want to say similar because we don't know the extent of his uh, the illness as of yet, but he did go through a period of time where he was sick, and he did lose, I think, 30 pounds prior to his senior season. So hopefully, you know, the Austin Prayers are with him and his family. He gets better. He gets back to basically being able to back on the football field. But with Wake Forest, now you have a situation where you don't have a single quarterback that's attempted more than five passes in a Power 5 game backing them up with Michael Kern and Mitch Griffiths. Mitch Griffiths, I think, was the one that was announced as a starter from Dick Clawson. But to me, now it's come to the point where Wake Forest opened as an 8.5. Uh, I guess the win total was 8.5. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to 6.5. So that was a two-point, two-win swing for that Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And now, to me, it shows that Wake Forest, we have no idea what they're going to be moving forward. And quite frankly, it's kind of a scary thought if you're a Wake Forest fan when you have such a high season of high expectations after a, a very good season last year. Yeah, 100% agree. And Sam Hartman, of course, is the heart and soul of that Wake Forest team. He's obviously gotten a lot of support from his teammates, coaches, and just the Wake Forest nation. And so I think it'll just be great to see him back. You even saw Mac Brown tweeting out about it, saying, you know, the game is better when you play. And, of course, everyone wants to get beat by, you know, the full deck. I hate when people are like, oh, well, you didn't have all the cards on the table. So, of course, you make excuses. But I think that I personally enjoy watching Wake Forest. Wake Forest football do well because they have, you know, the best available. And so hopefully he gets what the help he needs and all the things and we move on from there. He's not the only kind of star asterisk. We're like, okay, what's going on here when it comes to injuries around the ACC? FSU saw Caden Lyles a really important, some may say, even starting offensive lineman go down. Caden Lyles is someone who, you know, Seminoles, I see your face already starting. I felt like it was an important thing because it was all over the Twitter server, but maybe you're just like, eh. We'll be all right either way it goes. What were your thoughts, Jersey Drake? So to me, it depends on how you saw Caden Lyles coming into the year. Uh, Max and I talked about it on our episode uh, actually today, basically with Caden Lyles. Max did not see Caden Lyles as a starter heading into the year. Caden Lyles was a transfer from Wisconsin. He transferred in this past spring. Um, I had him as a starter primarily because he does have the Wisconsin background. And then I wanted our backup center, who was Maurice Smith, to basically you know have a full offseason of rehabbing, gain some weight because he's a little bit of a smaller center. Now... Kane Lyles was a huge injury risk, primarily because he previously had a knee injury last year, and he had two separate hip surgeries the year before and then the year before that. So mm-hmm. you kind of had knew the risk coming in. But to me, this team has gone much better with def- along, along the offensive line. We now yeah. have 19 separate scholarship athletes along that line, mm-hmm. We got, which is something that we didn't have two years ago when we only had nine. So that just is a testament to Alex Atkins, who, to me, is the best coach on that entire staff, assistant coach, head coach, regardless. So to me... Lost Caden Lyles is not good, obviously, at all. Not good at all, period. Hopefully, he's able to apply for the medical redshirt for his seventh year. But to me, it's not panic mode yet until unless we lose another offensive lineman, which with the way fall camp has gone for basically a lot of these teams out here, I might have to hold my breath on that one. What's going on with Florida, the state of Florida and centers and offensive linemen? You saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have their second center go down, and I'm just wondering, what's up with the big man? Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's not stretching good, not hydrating well. It just seems like there's a lot of mess over there in Florida. Listen, it gets it's a different kind of hot out here. Like like it's and especially with me and my fellow uh, brothers in the tribunal of thickness, it is not a good time when you're out here exercising. You know, all in that heat, cramping is happening, and also when you're moving around like that. It ain't easy, but also we know football is an aggressive game and injuries happen all the time, especially along the trenches, whether it be a cop block from either position or basically. So to me, it's rough. It sucks, but some, But we're at a point now where you're, you have the next man up mentality and also especially because I'd rather have it happen now 
then hopefully mm-hmm. happen, you know, in the middle of the year where basically you got you know, shuffle around, at least now with fall camp, you're able to test out this new combination to see who can actually fill in that role heading into the year. That's very true. Last injury to talk about, as we mentioned a couple of days ago, Antoine Green, a wide receiver at a UNC, tweaked a little bit, had a little hitch in his step, and he might be down for some time, some time for the heels, which when I was reading the depth chart for UNC's wide receivers, it's real bleak. Doc Chapman, Justin Olsen. Of course, you have Josh Downs, but he's pretty much like a do-with-everything, a gadget player, you know. You have Kobe Payson. Pay Sauer, you have JJ Jones, and I'm reading the names like, who I know I'm getting old because I don't know these guys or these cats as much as I should, you know, besides just hosting the show. And so I'm saying to myself, if we're struggling to find a quarterback, now we're struggling to find who he's going to throw to. Dang, British Brooks, you better have the year of your life, Brody. You better get on that Sean Tucker vibe and just throw it out, have a Heisman campaign run because that's what we're going to have to do on this offense on top of having a mediocre offensive line. So I don't know whoever is deciding to put UNC at the top of the coastal food chain. Please stop. Just right now. Just stop it right now. I don't want to hear no complaining. No complaining when the bat, when the baby comes out the Bosch. I don't want to hear it. I wouldn't either. But, I mean, with losing Anton Green, I mean, I didn't know this. He actually ranks second in the entire conference with yards per catch with almost 20, which is something that, Man, we need wide receivers at Florida State, so I would have loved to have a kid like that because that sounds great. But then, yeah, this just shows how important Josh Downs coming back and staying with UNC is going to be for probably Jacoby Criswell or Drake May, whoever actually is the starter. Now, yeah. y'all can keep him upright. We'll see. But, you know, this is basically it's going to be – you just made a hard job even tougher when it comes to the quarterbacking uh, with Ariel this year. Yeah, listen, we don't talk a lot about NILs with UNC, but I'm sure that money got to be right for Josh because ain't no way – I'm playing behind these young cats out here, not knowing what my situation is going to be. So, But he loyal to the soil, so I'll give it to him. Listen, I ain't mad at you, but it c- couldn't be me. All right, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. As you all know, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check out all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events on the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. BetOnline continues to be the top online source for all of your sports wagering information. You can do live in-game betting, scores, and they give you podcasts so you can kind of get right with that betting. Actually, if you want to learn a little betting 101, it's all there for you. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, rocking and rolling here with Jesse Drake of Locked On Seminoles podcast. And of course, he takes us through all of the fun things on Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, I would say, is usually, what is it usually? Freaky Freestyle Friday. Freestyle Come on, Friday. Come on, I know. girl. I ain't got no rules it's, here. <laughs> it's been the longest week of my life. I've been in California since Sunday. Came back just today. I actually got my flight canceled because there was a horrible storm where I was. So I was stuck in Austin yesterday and then eventually got my way back to where I needed to be. But let me just say, California is a beautiful place. I see why Jordan Addison went there now. It's hot as hell, but I get it. I get it. If you want to be freaky, however, you want to make this freaks list that comes out from the athletic. You have a great opportunity to see some really good players here in the ACC. And as we know, preseason has favored the Clemson Tigers. And it should, considering they had four of their defensive linemen make, or I should say defensive defensemen, make the freaks list. Some of the highlighted names, of course, Miles Murphy, who I voted for player of the year. Brian Breesey, Trenton Simpson, like it's tough not to really root for those guys when you know the kind of force and energy they're bringing this season. 
Yeah, so Brian Brzee is someone that basically I've actually ran to him in person back when he actually he was a high school recruit because I was in law school in Baltimore at the time. He was basically he's from I think Damascus, Maryland is the area. And I remember either there was a camp or there was a game with one of the bigger schools, I think San Francisco Academy in Baltimore, which there's a great HBO documentary actually about that school. That man, I say man because I think he was 17 or 18 at the time, is one of the largest human beings I think I have ever seen. And you see basically with this. He's what, like 6'5", 270? He's 6'5", 310. And this man can bench 400 and like almost 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. No, this man's not trying out for the NFL. He's trying out for the Avengers. Yes. Like, like. It's it makes no sense to me, but then that just goes to show that it's like him and Miles Murphy, like Clemson's defensive line. Like I will, I will stunt for Robert Cooper and Fabian Lowe for Florida State. I think we have a top three defensive line, but then you yeah. see the talent and the bodies that freaking the Clemson defensive line has. No wonder they always are basically banking on their defense for this year. But I mean, once they're gone, what are they going to have? But for right now, they literally have the monsters along the defensive line. <laughs> and you know, I'm really excited to see. If you're talented, anybody can coach you, right? If you don't have to try and reinvent the wheel. And I truly believe that in Clemson's case, it won't be a reinvention of any said wheel. It'll just be a reload. They'll be good to go. And it almost be like they're pissed off because of last season. They have a lot of names on the list that they need to check off, a lot of doubters and all the like. And so seeing guys get an opportunity to step up in a big way, I think I think this might be Clemson's or uh, villain origin story. Like Brian Breezy coming off an injury, Miles Murphy feeling like, you know, people aren't giving him the love that he deserves. Like it could be that for Clemson. Everyone doubted us last year and we still pulled out 10 games. Like, you know, this is a narrative that my boy Dabo loves. He he thrives on this. We just wanted him to fail. It's not that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, wait. I don't like the guy. So I'm rooting (laughs) against him every damn step of the way. But no, I mean, overall, like these, this team is talented as hell. Like I'm not arguing yeah. against that. I mean, villain or villain origin story. Yeah, you got the little joke. You got the Joker moment. You know, if you really <laughs> want to throw that in there. But to me, it's more that the fact that this team is this talented, especially defensively. How the hell don't you have that on the, on the offensive side of the ball besides basically Will Shipley? Well, listen, they said Davo Sweeney said that DJ lost about 30 pounds and he's making moves that he wouldn't necessarily made last year because he was a little sluggish. So he put so down now he's going from big Cinco to Slim Cinco? He did. Hey, listen. <laughs> Slim hey, good job, my guy. Losing weight sucks, but hey, you got to do what you got to do, my guy. He's got paid Losing out there. Losing weight does suck, but I mean, being a big... Well, I'm, I'm about to go on a rant. Let me get back. Let me get back. Okay. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Uh, I was about to go on a defense in my love for defense, but let me come on back. Let me come on back. Okay. I still think Clemson, like, as more more I get ready for the season, the more I'm talking myself into, like, damn, are we about to be back to the whole is Clemson and everybody else? I really hope not because I'm really seeing the list, and there was not just Clemson names on there. You had Kalijah Cansey. Who said that three times fast? Mm-hmm. Out of pit on that bad boy. And if you listen to the show this week, you heard about Pittsburgh and how they're a sleeper team despite winning the coastal last year. And a lot of people are all set on Miami. Like don't blink. They can't possibly mess this up. Right. You also have Peyton Wilson, who of course, when you look, when you look barring injury, look at a lot of that defense, Corey Durden arguably could have made the freaks list, but here I am to hundred guys all around the country. So of course people got to get picky, but I'm not shabbing away from uh, NC State's defense either. It's just so many good guys who I think ultimately are going to have great seasons that I'm hoping for, at least, that makes you really excited about this year. 
Yeah, I think it's more with NC State's defense. I think they're better as a whole, where like Clemson, you know Im- immediately about the defensive line and then Trent Simpson, but then with the defensive backs, I mean, I know it was two years ago, but we saw how Ohio State cooked the hell out of them, even though I do know they're all now in the NFL as first-round draft picks. But to me, yeah. NC State, I think, will probably be the best defense actually probably heading into the ACC and also probably before the end of the year. And then I kind of want to look over at Louisville, too, because they had two players on there with Trevor Reed, left tackle, who's doing his best um, uh, Makai Becton impression. And then you have Yaya Dean. I hope he's not doing a Makai Becton No, not, 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 not <laughs> Makai Becton going to the Jets. Makai Becton on, on Louisville, which, you know, okay. prayers like it because that kid's super talented. Hopefully he can, you know, find a way to stay healthy. But then you also yeah. have Yaya Diabia on the defensive line. And then also you have, I think, what, Tyler Harrell was also on there, but like the kid that actually did transfer from Louisville. So mm-hmm. it kind of shows that Louisville has a bunch of athletes on that team. So yes. maybe this is a team that we kind of have to, have to watch out for and look at as a uh, potential dark horse in the Atlantic. Who I'm pretty sure we had an episode on that. And for those who haven't checked it out yet, I've thrown it in the world. So for all of the Louisville fans that like to yell at me on this show, you need to pay attention. I'm here for everybody. I'm rooting for everybody. Yeah, don't yell at Ken. Yell at Scott Satterfield. He's the one that's messing it up for y'all. Like, I know. Y'all, y'all can yell the comments at the guys. Don't yell at me. I'm just over here reporting the news. I'm just minding my business. And I'm I will job, throw man. y'all throw way more strays than I do. I ain't gonna hold you. Like y'all throw a lot of strays up in here. Oh, yeah, because I don't have to deal with the comments. <laughs> Between you, Kenton, and AJ, it's a lot of strays that get thrown out here, which is like not bad for business. Uh, everybody can, and we'll get them. And if your hands are ready to eat for everybody, I don't give a damn. Yeah, JJ's always nice and positive. He always likes to look optimistic, except for, you know, Duke. But, you know, he'll figure it out eventually. All that to say, when you look at the freaks list, and I'm sure they have like an offensive freaks list. I don't know what it's called, but here we are. I feel like a lot of our quarterbacks would be in that conversation between Brennan Armstrong, between Devin Leary, right? I think they would throw DJ's name in there just for, you know, kicks and giggles and all that. And, you know, from there, got Malik Cunningham and a couple other guys that I think I'm excited for offense and how well these defenses that are on this freak list are going to stand up to these guys who are trying to make for really good seasons, especially in the quarterback position. I completely agree. And you see now we're kind of the evolution of the offensive game planning when it comes to basically you want the best athletes out there. And then that's basically you see recruiting nowadays where the kid might not be the most refined, but then you see they have the they have the athletic tools and then basically you develop them over a few years. Then that basically you're able to combine the two where it's basically you see that now the Malik Cunningham was probably, in my personal opinion, the most, most athletic QB out there, even though I think Jordan Travis is right there behind him when it comes to his legs. But to me, athletically, yes. 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 And you know that comes that's a lot coming from me. You do you know that. You know that. I do. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. But to me, like basically, like it's it's fun. We're in a really fun time watching football right now when it comes to basically the progress actually on the field, which we're only what 17 days away from week zero. FSU is playing. We got some other people playing too as well. And I'm just really stoked to finally have some football for the basketball conference. Come on, Duquesne, Duquesne, whatever you want to call David, him. David the fighting David Duquesne. Let's go. <laughs> No doubt. We're here with, mm, there it is. We're here with Jersey Drake of Locked On and the Seminoles. That was an excellent rejoin, Candace. We love stuttering through our stuff. It is Friday, so you guys can bear with me. And it's been a long week, and there's been a lot of good things to catch up on. So make sure you check out all the episodes. But Jersey Drake is here. And of course, I had to get Mr. Legal himself, Mr., you know, what is the word? What is the department in? when the NCAA for all the compliance, Mr. Compliance yeah. himself, thinking about just all the moves and the dealings that uh, ACC is happen- doing right now, getting that deal with the, the um, 
Good Lord, what is the word I'm looking for? Trying to work out their deals and contracts and hiring the agency to basically help them with their financial alignment towards how they can best utilize their assets. This is like an email type professional speaker right now. Best <laughs> utilize their assets in order to ensure that the conversations towards realignment sort of die down and you can make the current schools happy. What were your thoughts when you heard about the Big Ten and their signings and like, all right, Phillips, what are we doing, big guy? Well, before I start getting to that, folks, none of this is legal advice. I am required to say that for my Florida bar and ethics <laughs> thing. So if this is not legal advice, this is solely my opinion on how I think things should happen uh, or basically how things are going down. Well, these people don't even that, know your real name on here, so it ain't even like they can come I, find you. Man, my, my, my face is not hard to find. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, But... I mean, the way I kind of saw basically that you kind of need to do that because right now the revenue sharing when it comes to football and then for other programs that are basically they care more about sports like basketball or baseball. I mean, no offense to to UNC, which I know you're going to hate what I'm about to say, but when FSU is the highest revenue earner or highest profit earner for the entire conference and then we give you guys a lot of the money for basketball, but you don't share any of the basketball money with our own school. That kind of does make some people feel t- some type of way, correct? Why we need to share our money with you, Leonard? Got it going on. Why we need to share our money? Uh-uh. We go to I'm one sure. final four, and like now y'all want the money back. It's just ridiculous. No, no, hey, no, no, no. Because we share the money with football. Even when football's bad, we're still making a lot of money. <sighs> okay, I That's guess. You mean, I, yeah, no, I'm I guess not, I mean, I feel like Sam Howell made a good, good bit of money for you and see throwed it in the pot last year, but maybe not. Okay. Not as much as you, I would think was kind of surprising. George Travis um, making money? Okay, let me find out. No, oh, the brand still holds weight. Come on now. but Does it? Okay. I'm joking. Joking. Help me out, guys. But no, like seriously, with with the Big Ten additions, though, with with the, basically them leaving ESPN and then going now with it was it's CBS and all, as well as Fox, this to me, and also NBC, that last one's very important because Notre Dame has the NBC – sort of television deal already right now and this financial revenue kind of you know sharing situation that's going to be really important moving forward because i have a very very strong feeling that notre dame is going to most likely use their football and probably make some sort of deal some sort of contract or some sort of you know arrangement with the big 10 for football revenue for football television football games that could be something that definitely could be approached how can they be a separate conference with the one sports for one and then you know what i'm saying like how can basketball swimming tennis be in the acc but then football is in the big 10 you can still do that can you do that Mm -hmm. that's very terrible but go ahead i mean and that goes i mean because me personally i'm in the belief that eventually college football is going to break off and probably go into the cfp whereas the ncaa kind of runs around runs the uh the rest of the divisions but to me, I worked at a former school where we had lacrosse, Division One, and the Big Ten, but then everybody, all of our other um, sports were actually under subdivisions and also in different conferences as well. And you also see Florida, when they have lacrosse, they're not in the SEC. They're in the American. So it's a lot of – I'm not going to go too deep in the details because it's compliance work and I'm not trying to bore everybody on here. And no, you're not boring. I'm very fascinated. Yeah. So screw everybody else. <laughs> so screw everybody else. But- <laughs> But it's mainly it's more of a membership type thing where you're extending your invitation. It's just a lot easier for you. And like also we've had the power of five for so long that we've been so used to what we have. But now basically seeing not a change in the guard, but now the haves are, you know, basically outweighing the have nots at this point. So with Notre Dame with NBC, Notre Dame is the probably, in my personal opinion, the biggest brand in college football, aside from maybe Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. So to me, they kind of can pick where they want to go. Because also they don't need to join any conference, but the money is going to be there, 
and especially with the Big Ten kind of having this agreement with with NBC, that to me is definitely going to be a reality maybe within the next five years. Well, I'm wondering if they're trying to ensure their spot in the college football playoffs with a big conference like the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you're starting to see, okay, we're going to give a G5 a chance. We're going to give the Cincy's of the world a chance. And maybe that's something that we'll see more of. Or maybe now that Cincinnati is going to, what, the Big 12, it won't be as big of an issue. But, you know, I think for Notre Dame in general, if to me, ride the tide of independence as long as you can. What's the point? If you've been doing it this long, if you've been making money oh, yeah. the way you've been wanting to do it this long, why even entertain? Because and they don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't. You, the the brand is the brand. It's, it embodies so much. So to me, this is not worth all the trouble. But if you're gonna do it, it almost makes sense to be with the Big Ten. As sad as it is to say, but that's just crazy to me that the ACC would have fumbled the bag. Has fumbled the bag the way it has. In I terms mean, of not it's, aligning it's, with football. I mean, that's why I kind of said with the way John Swafford handled the media rights deal, that was not a good way handling that. And also locking in these teams till 2036, you're going to yeah, get a lot you of Yeah, you signed your life away. This is, the, this is the AC Illuminati. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's going. Like, you signed done, your you're life. Stuck here. You're stuck here. But no, when you're stuck till 2036, you kind of have like, okay, our brand is diminishing. Our market value is diminishing. You're seeing these other schools and these other conferences getting big deals. And then also now... You have Amazon and Apple streaming services that want college football too as well. I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten makes a play for them as well. So to me, the Big Ten is about to, is going to be the most powerful conference. I know the SEC has all that a whole lot of stuff out there when yeah. it comes to their boosters, but I think the Big Ten has a, has a larger, wealthier alumni base and a larger revenue standpoint that they're going to be grabbing from all these new TV deals. But the thing that annoys me about Apple and Amazon like very seriously is like you're asking, it's almost like you're starting to put people in brackets where your teams are inaccessible. Like to be able to just turn on my That's TV and having like my four channels, right? If I'm just country Bama girl from around the way, I got ABC, CBS, NBC, and I'm good to go. I watch my, ba- my football, my basketball and whatever. Now you're telling me I need Apple, I need Amazon and all the things like it's, it's going to get dicey because you just want your average Joe to still be able to participate. It's hard enough being able to like actually go to games nowadays and financially mm-hmm. afford, like don't sell yourself out of the market for like the people who've been riding or dying for you, you know, forever. That's hey, listen, people, I was telling people back when, you know, Netflix and that stuff like first was getting big. I'm like, listen, y'all are going to be complaining now about ca- like cable. You're going to wish cable was coming back to be a lot easier to watch these damn yeah. games. And it's also be a lot cheaper because uh, those Netflix costs are actually coming up through the roof. And now I'm paying for Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Crunchyroll, oh for all this nonsense, man. No, I'm going about to be broke as hell with cable. Shut up, cable. Okay. But, Listen, it's But insane. the accessibility is definitely going to be an issue. Yeah, for sure. And I think this, but I mean, we all know how we've been talking about since the beginning of realignment. Like people don't care about the peons. It's all about the top dollars, big wins, money moves, all the things. Like if mm-hmm. if it can affect your bottom line, which is for some people like living in a bracket that we'll never see, then so be it. Like who cares if you're not, you can't access it. Like maybe you'll be able to go to a bar or streamline one of these days, but even for bars who have to now get Apple TVs and, you know, Amazon subscriptions, like that's asking a lot and just hoping for the best, but I digress. I could be I mean, UFC I could, is ESPN plus now. So yeah. This is right. true. I could cry all day. You know, Drizzy Drake, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Hat what? Okay. Yeah. Drizzy Drake. It's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Whoo! So glad it's Friday. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? You can follow me at tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my coach at Max Moody at Max Moody 17. You can follow Dave, the boomer of our uh, entire group, actually at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero and the S is a five. 
He's like a thousand years old. And then you can follow yeah. the podcast at Knowles Anonymous, where basically where we engage with our fans, get things for episodes. And as always, we're fans first, people second, and content creators third. Absolutely. Guys, come back on Monday. We're going to gear up for the countdown of week zero. We've got a lot to discuss with some of our teams. Have they got a great opportunity to start things off the right way for Candace Cooper and Ooh, I almost said Kenton Gibbs for Jersey Drake. Have a great evening.